I think companies are going to get have to have to get real, real uh, from, uh, comfortable with letting a person within the company represent their brand as opposed to the marketing department, because personal brand is what people like people gravitate to. They don't give a fuck about you know the business, right? And they don't believe the marketing spiel that the mar- that the companies put out there, but they believe people who are genuine, authentic, and trying to put out good content. So, you know, those companies that are that can figure that out are going to get be more successful sooner rather than later. So, we now dialed into the all things telesales podcast that was john barrows of the make it happen mondays podcast and this is jake land your host john is one of the most highly sought after sales trainers in the world in this episode we talk about how leadership starts at home and how companies should start embracing personal brands a lot of great content jam-packed in this episode so appreciate you coming on the show, man. We're gonna make it happen on a telesales Thursday. <laughs> Love it. All right. So, um, man. So I do. I got to show it off. We got the book. Ah, <laughs> order a book for my thank daughter. You. It'll be thank you. Three in April. And uh, no, man. Thank you because the sales community is better because of you. So uh, I do appreciate it, man. And yeah. so, um, and it's even helping helping me in current situations that I'm dealing with right now. So, um, I just find that being transparent like like right now man um you know leadership starts at home so mm-hmm. someone in leadership um wants to ex- like excuse another leader for not being as good as a leader because it doesn't have like any family so it's, it's not it's crazy right but right. the reality is is the ones that do have family i have found that I have been better or better leaders and oh, because absolutely. you 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 really learn a lot you know leadership starts at home so bringing work home what advice might you this is a touchy subject right yeah, yeah, what yeah. advice might you give to someone who's struggling to leave it all behind before before they hit the front door of their home yeah so I, I don't necessarily know if you leave it all behind right i mean i think when you're when you're present you're present right i mean i think we've all heard that right because i travel all over the place i try you know but what i try to do is you know for me my try I, I do about 100 sessions a year right of training so it's about 120 130 days on the road and what i've done is i've i've uh, worked out at you know I, I only train tuesdays wednesdays thursdays so i'm only traveling mondays or fridays so i'm not traveling on the weekends and i leave a week uh, a week a month the last week of every month I don't train right so I'm home the whole time right. and when I'm home with my daughter uh, usually you know I work until about five six o'clock and we you know she comes home from school and then we got a nanny uh, but then when that when when six o'clock hits like computers off phones off like not at the table you know what I mean like it's not even sitting like I don't even put the phone at the table right I don't even, I don't even want it physically seen right. um, at the dinner table or while we're watching TV or chilling right 100%. and and then you know and then when look when she goes to bed at nine o'clock that's when the laptop goes up and I work until about two o'clock in the morning and, and that's when I get my shit done right but I think it's about you know first of all making sure that your your family you and your wife or your significant other whoever are on the same page as far as where you're going you know what what, what strikes me is that a lot of people don't have the conversation so say they get married right specifically if you get married um, and you're looking for a family and stuff like very few people have that conversation about hey where do we want where do we as family want to be in five years what's that look like for us right so you know do we what kind of house what kind of location what kind of you know what kind of lifestyle like literally lifestyle do we want to be living right so we have that shared goal and we both agree to it as a husband and wife or whatever and um 
because then like look shit's gonna get tough in the sense that there's gonna be days and nights where you won't see each other you're arguing but if you're but if you're not on the same page with where you're going it gets to be an argument right but yeah. if you are on the same page with where you're going then there's an understanding that hey i'm doing this for a reason and it's the same thing that, that I tell people all the time in their careers, right? Like people say, I used to think that where do you want to be in five years was such a stupid question, like especially like in, in an interview, right? right. Uh, I want to be a manager and whatever. But now I actually, I don't know because of its experience or just, you know, getting older here. Like I, now I actually think it's a really important question to ask. And it's not to do with where you want to be in, in, in your existing company in five years. It's literally where do you want to be in, with the lifestyle that you want to live in five years? Because co reps will come to me and they'll say, hey, John, I'm a, you know, I'm an SDR, I'm a BDR or whatever it is and I'm not really happy with where I am right now and uh, you know any suggestions and I'll say you know what's your five-year plan like what, what's it look like five years out for you and a lot of them don't have a plan I said look you got to have at least a guide a guiding light to see where you want to go because if you don't have that guiding light and you're just going and you're in, you're not into goal setting and you're just kind of going along the way well then you're going to bounce from shitty job to shitty job and just look for a better shitty job right <laughs> but but if yeah. you have a plan you know what I mean if like say you're like you know what that's where I want to be look I will wipe your ass if I have to, if it's going to get to me yeah. to that next level. You know what I mean? Like if I have to do this, like a lot of people like Gary V talks about this a lot, like, you know, come in and, and, and grind for like a year, giving away free, like be a videographer for somebody who has like a, a brand or something like that and just give it to them for free. Right. Just so you can get in or, or be the janitor that gets into the Vayner media so that you can kind of be in that environment and then work your ass off to get that first opportunity to be that, you know, that, that receptionist. And then the receptionist turns into a, sales rep and the sales rep turns into a you know what i mean like if that's that's your track then then you can be very satisfied with where you are right now because you know it's a it's a step to the next direction right wow. and uh so that's where you have to look at that and and then then you start to look in what you know so what opportunities are out there for me to do that right so i think that uh being on in line uh with a plan and and having shared values right so you you value i think the values conversation is something that people people don't have enough either it's like what are your core values what do you genuinely believe in and and making sure that that's you know that that's actually something right. you want to do before you get married right because yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, if you don't have shared values it's going to all fall apart right if we have shared values then we can argue all the time but as long as we are arguing because we both have the same shared values then we can go to bed at night together right but um, if we don't, then we're just yelling at each other. And so I think understanding the values of the family, uh, having your kid understand uh, why daddy does what daddy does, you know what I mean? And, right. and what that means. Like I, I'm constantly reminding my daughter because, she, you know, she's not, I mean, kids don't get it. But like when we go on vacations, I'm like, you, you like this vacation, right? Like we were just in, <laughs> yeah. we were just on a cruise, right? We were just on a cruise in the Bahamas, you know, in, in the yeah. Caribbean and my daughter's having a blast and she got to play all these, and I'm like, hey, you having fun, right? And I'd be like, you know, those date nights that daddy is at home during the week and that type of stuff. Well, this is why we can do that. So if you want me to be home every day and not do these type of things, then I can, you know, I can potentially adjust. But if you want to do these type of things, if you want to have this, these type of opportunities, then daddy's got to be out. He's got to be outside a little bit. He's got to be traveling a little bit. And, I, and I'll always be there with you, you know, watching FaceTimes and those type of things. But you got to make sure everybody's on the same page with what you're trying to accomplish or else it falls apart. Right on. Yeah, because our children are watching us. Oh, every minute. Every yeah. minute. Yeah. Uh, it's authenticity matters, right? I mean, giving a shit matters. Being a good person matters. Um, those type of things, right? And that's why that, I go back to the values conversation. Yeah.
because the values, I mean, <laughs> they're tested at home too. Our integrity, oh. <laughs> character. Every day. Every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's something you get, and it's something you have to fall back on too, right? So like you can go back and say, okay, you know what? Like like I I got a little away from my values, you know what I mean? Or or right. no, I'm I'm holding true on my values because yeah. this is what I believe in. Okay? Yeah, I man, cuz <laughs> that's where I've, I've learned without the book extreme ownership i didn't even need that book to learn that <laughs> but it does help uh for sure um you know because our children become a leader that they see in us and you know this i want to be in sales when i grow up man who knows <laughs> and that's the point right is like that's I mean, the reason i wrote that book is because you know is that fundamentally you know sales is a default profession right i mean you know everybody goes to school for something else i mean you're finally starting to get you know degrees in sales that you can go and get but uh, most people go to sale college for whatever right and then they get out and they're like i don't want to do this or i can't make enough money doing it so hey i heard you can make some money in sales let me try that out right and they get no education in like a very limited training and that's why this 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 field has such a bad perception because you give somebody who's a seemingly normal person right like they won't lie they regular you know you're a good person right um but then you give them a, a territory and a quota and limited guidance and you say look if you don't hit your quota you're gonna get fired you're not gonna be able to pay your bills <laughs> like a, a seemingly normal person will do some abnormal things you know what i mean to get that commission check to get that sale done right and so it perpetuates this bad perception of sales reps because they're taking shortcuts now but it, it's because nobody ever says, I want to be in sales when I grow up. It's like I said, it's the default. But if we introduce it to kids early as a, as a respected profession, if done right, I always say if sales, sales done right, it's the greatest profession in the world. When it's done wrong, it's the worst. And so, you know, if I can introduce it to some kids early on and get their perception of it as, hey, this is a, this is a viable profession. This is a legit profession if I do it right. Um, you know, maybe we'll start to change the, the, the overall uh, perception and, and reality of sales. Yeah. I like to just do this and whether all he says, serve, don't sell. Yeah, absolutely. I don't sell. I tell people this all the time. I don't sell you shit, man. Like right. I either help you solve your problems or yeah. achieve your goals. That's it. Yeah. If your problems aren't big enough and your goals aren't big enough. And then, then let's stop talking here. Right. right? Like, don't yeah. try to stuff that. I'm going to, I'm going to ask people listen to this podcast right now. I'm going to ask you, like, I believe this fundamentally, right? Somebody told me this early in my career and I still believe it to this day that sales is the transfer of enthusiasm. Right. And, and cause I believe that strongly. And if, and if you don't believe in what you sell, yeah. I'm begging you, I'm begging you, go find something else to do, right? Because if you're just that sales rep out there just hawking shit just so you can get a commission check, please, yeah. you're the reason we have a bad perception, right? right. right but when you, when you believe in what you sell, I'm not saying sales is easy, but man, is it easier, right? Because then it's just that transfer of enthusiasm. And, and, and I, try to I try to disqualify way more than I qualify, Right. So my whole right. thing, I'm <laughs> asking all the reasons why you shouldn't be doing business. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had a guy call me out on that just yesterday. He's like, I yeah. feel like you're just trying to disqualify me. Look, I want to make sure 100% yeah. sure that you have the everything you need to make the decision and move forward. Yeah. And, you, and you could say to him, look, wouldn't you rather do this on this call than find that out five calls later? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? A 30, 30 minute discovery call. We could yeah. figure it out real quick. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't mean just like burning through people, you know, right. I mean? no, no. 
no, yeah, don't yeah. look for the easy side. I think that, you know, on the flip side of that, there's a, uh, you know, the pe- that's why I don't like, like, you know, the qualification metric stuff like Bant or Medic. Right, or those, Bant, yeah. yeah because yeah. What, happen- what happens is budget authority need timeline, right? What happens right. is you just, if, if, you know, a lot of reps, they have that in their head. And if one of those is missing, they're like, ah, this is it. Like, oh, they don't have budget. It's like, nah, 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 hold still, right? The only thing I care about Bant in is need. Right, which is like, is there a need? Like, can I make a difference? Because if if I can figure out whether I can make a difference, and you might not see that need, by the way, you might not see it. That's my job as a salesman. But if I can really find that there's a need there that I can solve a problem or I can help you achieve your goal, I can find budget. I can get to authority. I can expedite a timeline. Right. So there is a there is a point where like you need to make sure that you're not just going through the motions and crossing people off the list because they don't fit one of those criteria. But on the other hand, you don't want to qualify just to qualify just you know somebody has a pulse and they'll say yes and so you just go down the rabbit hole <laughs> even though they ain't got no opportunity to really sell you know sell them anything right yeah that's good i found that the best question to ask is uh what prompted you to reach out and just listen there you go yeah yep what prompted you to reach out i like i like the question um here's one that i've been playing around with i'm a big fan of that dictates forecast accuracy which is hey you know at the end of that initial call call say it's going well um what you say is hey just out of curiosity before we get going here um you know what happens if you don't make this decision oh well right like that question right there that'll dictate your forecast right because there's either a real real answer to that question where they're going to say look if we don't do this we're going to be in trouble we're going to miss out on this or whatever it is or there's a fluffy answer to that question which is well you know i guess we'll just kind of keep going back and doing what we're doing now if you get the real answer to that question you should feel really good if you get the fluffy answer you're either not talking to the right person or i would not forecast that opportunity (laughs) right yeah Wow. Um, we were talking about uh, companies not imp- embracing personal brands. Yeah. Um, and this is a touchy subject, right, for a couple of people. Um, because you see working on LinkedIn, uh, personal brands get 28 times more engagement, oh, company brands. Yep. And it just goes so much further. I was just talking to Jake Dunlap um, the yep. other day. And, you know, just what LinkedIn has done for him and his business because he just has fueled it by his personal brand. But let's say I'm with a company, man, and they just, they can't figure it out. Like a closed mind is the most expensive thing you could have. And you're just not embracing this. Like what, what advice would you have for some of these brands out here? To the brands of the reps, to the brands of the reps. Well, to, to both like the brands to, to embrace somebody that has, um, that creativity and that passion, yeah. uh, the brand to, um, uh, as well as let's say the, the rep, um, I guess so it's two part questions, like the rep that's, uh, struggling with trying to get the buy-in from the company. Yeah. I mean, for the company standpoint, I recommend wake the fuck up because yeah. all you, like all you got to do is all you got to do is look out there to see what's going on. Right. Yeah. I mean, corporate brand image and stuff like that. People just, I mean, you, you said that's that easy, right? Which is look at, so perfect example, my LinkedIn, my LinkedIn page. Okay. My personal LinkedIn page versus my business LinkedIn page. Right. I got the J Barrow right. sales business page. Right. I don't know. I got them out. I don't know. Three, 4,000 people follow me on that page, right? When I post something on there, I got like, I don't know, five or seven comments and, you know, a few hundred views. When right. I post something on my personal, <laughs> yeah. 
I got 400,000 people following me. I get, I get crazy engagement. I get, you know, so there's, all you got to do is look at the data, right? I mean, the thing that companies are afraid of is that they're afraid that, that your message, like whatever you put out there is going to conflict or hurt their brand. But I, but, but unless you're doing something unethical, right? Unless you're doing something that's just like straight up sleazy, whatever. I, I think that companies should let their, let their internal employees build their brands all day long because all it's going to do is help support the company. Like every podcast you do right here, right? Everyone that you push out there, that's like, you know, that's an opportunity for people to pay attention to you who work for that company. So you're going to get the leads and you said you're the top rep and there's a reason for that. You know what I mean? Right. It's because people are paying attention to you. You're adding value to the community and, and they're associating with it that business. And the fact that businesses don't want to be associated with an individual who's trying to build their own brand that's benefiting them, I just don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I get it because it's an yeah. old school mentality. Yeah, there you go. Old school mentality. We have to control yeah. the message. We have to control our brand. Right. And, and you're right on here, a base salary. You can't do it on my time. Right. And, 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 it, and they're like our prospects. What's in it for me? Totally, right? <laughs> and that's just like, it's like when I started sales training, right? Like, you know, what? like when I went off on my own about eight, seven, eight years ago, you know, the prevailing wisdom in sales training was like, you don't share your content, right? Because because it's your IP, right? So so everybody, like you ask a sales rep, you, you, in the past, if you asked a sales trainer to share their deck with you or share their, you know, presentation or their manuals or something like that, you got a better shot at seeing God than one of them giving that up because they're like, oh no, that's my IP, right? But not, but so when I came on the scene and, and I went off on my own, I was like, oh, I don't believe that. And I, I literally started sharing everything. I gave everything. Now I gave it away in bite-sized nugget pieces. I didn't give away my full programs. I didn't give away that. But I tell people right now, like if you were on my, if you go on my website and you read my blog and, and you look at kind of my YouTube channel and stuff like that, if you had the time to, you could put together 98% of what I charge people for, right? But most yeah. people don't have that time to do it. So that's why they get the little nuggets and then they say, Ooh, John, tell me what to do. Right. So now I'll pay for it. Right. Right. Businesses like you gotta yeah. be, you gotta be omnipresent out there and putting out good vibes. So what I would, so getting back to your question of, of, uh, uh, you know, if I was a company, what I would do is I would let the people who want to build their brand, I would let them build their brand, but I would monitor it. And I would say, and if they did do stuff that I felt was really off brand or really hurt the brand, then I would pull the reins back. Right. Then I would say, Nope, sorry. You just did a couple of things there that we believe hurt our brand. Right. So, yeah. okay. I swung and missed. Um, for the reps out there who are building their brand and the companies aren't letting them do it. Um, do, do what you're doing, you know, do, do, do the side hustle stuff. Right. Um, but ultimately, again, I'm going to go back to kind of your five-year plan which is like where do you you know what's that lifestyle you want to live and if and if this company is is holding you back from being able to get to that level because they won't let you do what you think you can do then you gotta start looking at other opportunities and you can bring your clout if you will to another business and that's actually the beauty of building your personal brand is you don't have to have a resume anymore you know like i I hired morgan and i hired james the reason i hired morgan and james is purely because of their brands Right. Like I didn't put a job posting out there. I didn't say, hey, Jay Barrow's team is hiring tra- trainers. I found Morgan because he was on social. Now, he was just a little SDR, SDR manager, right? In Terminus, he was doing his thing. 
And I got him now and I said, Hey, look, I like what you're doing with those SDR Chronicles. I really, you know, I think that's cool. Would you want to be, would you be interested in doing what I do as far as training and traveling and all that stuff? He was like, yeah, hell yeah. So I took a kid who had never traveled, uh, who was, who was in Atlanta, who was a nice little SDR kind of doing his thing. And now he's traveling the world. You know what I mean? He's doing some cool ass stuff. He's working with crazy ass companies. Right. And he would have never, ever, 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 ever had that opportunity if he he wasn't building his brand. Same thing with James. James was building his brand. Like I told you, he had a couple of companies that just didn't want him to do it. So he straight up left. He just left the company. He was a top performer and they wouldn't let him do it. Marketing was all, you know, uncomfortable with him, you know, putting his stuff out there. And so he left, he went to another company. They were more flexible with him. But then I had been paying attention to him for the past three years. And when I said, I need another rep to go out there and deliver again, I didn't want to put a job posting out there. I said, Hey James, you want to come on board now? He's like, yep, absolutely. Nice. you got like your personal brands in my opinion like personal brands everything right and it's just going to get more important and but the caveat to that is it has to be authentic you can't just build your brand just to build your brand you know i i think we've jumped the shark as far as like um uh uh, you know, influencers, like fake influencers, you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. buying Instagram followers and those type of things. I think, you know, that's funny. I think the, uh, uh, the, the, the moment that we, that, that general influencers fell off, um, and non-authentic influence fell off was, uh, fire Island. You know that, remember that documentary, right? Yeah. <laughs> the one on Netflix where they put everybody was like the new Coachella oh, yeah. or whatever it was. And it was a yeah. disaster because they all, all these fake Instagram models being like, Oh, come <laughs> up here with this baller thing. And, I, and it blew up so hard that oh, yeah. I was like, people were like, okay, screw just any influencer. Oh yeah. But the, the authentic influencers, like the ones yeah. who are real, like those are yeah. the ones that are getting paid. Those right. are the ones that actually have influence, right? So yeah, those are the ones that serve, don't sell. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because exactly. I'll tell you, man. Um, I heard about Scott Lee's from one of your podcast episodes. Oh. Talk I, about I authentic. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, and and so something that resonated with me was that you guys were talking about was like, I bet on me. It doesn't matter what happens. Like I'm betting yep. on me. I can go out there and I can make it happen. And yep. so, um, and that really speaks to me a hundred percent, man. And so, um, what you what you guys are doing, um, you know, I'm just excited and ignited to be a part of it, and just whatever I can do to make the the sales community better, especially when it's we're talking about using the phone with all. The new regulations and everything yeah. and people are scared it's even more scared of the phone right now it's a competitive advantage like those yeah. who are good at it yeah. those are the ones who are winning these days anything that i didn't ask but should have i have millions of stuff man we could talk about yeah. talk for days about <laughs> yeah. stuff but you yeah. know I, I mean i think that the, the personal brand uh you know giving a shit about what you do believe in what you do um uh, you know and 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 giving you know gary v jab 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 right hook right like give away way more uh than you expect yeah. to get in return and, and for everybody out there on the brand building side of the house realize the reason i think a lot of people don't do it is because there's no short-term payoff to it right it's not it's not something where you tweet or you, you write a blog post and all of a sudden somebody says oh wow you know let me buy all your shit like that's not going to happen right um but it's a it's a it's a career move right and if you are out there thinking about hey one day i want to be able to kind of 
chart my own path. I want to do my own thing. I want to control uh, and I want to have opportunities come to me as opposed to me always begging for opportunities. Then you should yeah. start building your brand immediately. Yeah. And, and, and last point on this, like you, you, you know, I think people are afraid like, Oh shit, man, Jake, you, yeah, but man, you, you're good on video, man. And, and you like, I like, I don't want to do video. Like I'm not good on video. And I, do I really have to like, no, 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 you don't. You don't have to be the content creator these days. Okay. You have to be the content curator. Right. In the sense that, and this is where I'll leave you with this. This is where for like social selling and brand building really flipped for me, which was, you know, cause I'm 44 now. Right. And I'm, you know, when so when I'm a Gen Xer, like when, when social selling first hit, I was like, shit, like great. Yet another thing yeah. I got to do to be successful in sales. Fantastic. Had it to the list. Right. And the whole idea of tweeting and posting and all that stuff just bothered me. And so, but where it flipped for me was when I started looking at it as educating myself first. So I should be educating myself on my industries, on my trends, on the, the personas that I'm going after and all that stuff, right? So I started following all the thought leaders in my space that I wanted to learn from. Yeah. And when I learned something, that's when I would share it out there, right? Because yeah. let's take a look at this. Like, say, I read a blog post, right? It's a yeah. pain in the ass. I've been writing a weekly blog post for the past five years. I'm shit straight up running out of shit to say. So, but, so, so I, I, I spent like an hour, right? I spent an hour writing a blog post, whatever. Then I send it to my team. They SEO it. They put it on their platform, whatever. So we're like three hours into a one one blog post right yeah so now you're connected me right so so say, say i put my blog post out there and you read it and you really like it and you share it out there with your thoughts on top of it and somebody you're connected to reads my blog post because you shared it who do they thank yeah they thank you right yeah, they don't they, think they don't say oh they, they don't they, yeah, look i might get another follower thank, thank right? you for sharing that, yeah. but they'll yeah. be like oh thanks so much jake for sharing that content yeah. man i really appreciate it so you get all the credit for what i did right like, yeah. i did all the work you yeah. get all the credit all you had to do was read it and share 100 if you start if people start making that mental shift of education first learn first learn first and then yeah. when you share share with some context right put your flavor on top of it hey really interesting article here from John and you know brought up some really interesting points about personal brand and here's my opinion of that boom right share that out there you get all the credit in the world for that man that's amazing that's good that's good well um, I know you have a hard stop man I appreciate your time today I look forward to talking with you again Absolutely. hit me up anytime cool alright brother well thank you very much for having me on I appreciate it alright man appreciate you alright mate that was John Barrows leadership starts at home when you're present you're present Making sure you're on the same page and having a shared goal. Where do you want to be in five years? In terms of lifestyle, where you want to live? What are your core values? And make sure you have the same shared values. When sales is done right, it's the greatest profession in the world. When it's done wrong, it's the worst. You can find John at jbarrows.com or look for the Make It Happen Mondays podcast. I really like that. What happens if you don't make this decision? Did you like today's episode? If so, subscribe so next week's episode will be available for you. If you really enjoyed today's episode, leave a five-star review. It's a good way to get the word out there. If not, check out another episode. Maybe then you'll be able to rate the show five stars. Any telesales leaders you'd like to hear from on the show, send an email to podcast at allthingstelesales.com. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, Papa. Eat a